Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we have a different kind of episode for you today. We are doing a Q&A episode. We asked you guys to send in questions and you answered. So now we're going to answer those questions. Yes, right? of course. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, before we get started, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some of the questions. Some of them are amazing. I'm very excited yep. to answer them. Uh, but I do have a, a message that I want to send out there uh, to a recipient of one. Um, I've been listening, little brother. Contact me once more. Okay. Okay, so here we go with the questions. Okay. These were sent to gttupod at gmail.com. If you listen to this episode and you're like, oh, I wish I'd gotten a question in there, send it and we'll save it for another Q&A episode. All right, so this first question comes from Emma. So I should say, initially, when I put out the call for questions, it was going to be just a solo episode of me because we were going to have to do it while William was traveling, or I was going to have to do it while William was traveling. I I was going to the netherworld, but I was going to go on a solo journey. Rather than go we, it was go he. Yes. Um, But schedules change, and William can be here with us. So some of these questions are phrased to me, but I'm going to open them up to William as well. Also have to adapt them a little bit, such as this one. So Emma said that her question is more of the personal variety. She said she's a tattoo enthusiast, and she was wondering, what was your first tattoo? When did you get it, and why? Okay. So my first tattoo were actually two tattoos. Yeah. I got these stupid red and black stars on my hips. Um, I got them because they looked cool question mark well it was They're the time fine. it was the yeah. time it was that like mm-hmm. uh, uh i was 18 so i guess it was 2002 ish yeah it was that like yeah. scene kid time yeah a little bit yeah um, totally yeah yeah so, i like, just dodged i'm surprised i didn't get those nautical stars that everybody got i guess i wanted to be a little different what are the so, nautical stars nautical mean? stars are thing that a ton of people were getting um around the time i got my first tattoos yeah so it's a star but like half of each point is black or a different color like if you oh, saw sure. it, you'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Right. So I decided to just go slightly different and I just have these black outlines of stars with like red color in them. Yeah. Um, like I said, got them because they were cool. I got them where I got them. Half because I thought it was cool, half because I'd be able to hide them from mom and dad. I think that's probably a lot of kids' first tattoos. Yes. Yeah. And I just, like I was of age and everything, but my parents were just like not into it. And I was like, ugh, I don't feel like dealing with it. And then one day in the kitchen, I was wearing pajama pants. I must have been pretty low slung in hindsight, or else right. one of them just saw like the peak corner of a star or something. And I was reaching up for something, and either mom or dad saw, and they were like, Is that real? And I just It was over. Okay, I was like, Yeah. Tattoos, and then, tattoos have long been a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kristen has a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh huh. Do you? You've got a bunch of horror tattoos. Yeah. Tell people about some of your horror tattoos. Uh-huh. I'm gonna grab a visual aid real quick. A visual aid of what you would get or something. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. that's what was, is my question to you. Okay. So the horror theme tattoos I have. Um, I have a tattoo of a ghost on my foot. Um, that my friend Evan like freehanded did. I have. Let me think. I have the Tannis root charm from Rosemary's Baby. So the devil worshippers in the Dakota, which is the apartment building that Rosemary and Guy Woodhouse live in, in the book and movie Rosemary's Baby, give Rosemary this necklace that has a foul-smelling root in it that's called Tannis root. That's supposed to be like the devil likes it or something, so he hangs around more or something. Yeah, I guess it cultivates or just the like, devil or keeps him healthy. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So I have that. Um, what else do I have that's spooky in it's nature? It's not hard, but you've got like the whole like detective-y kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like, um, 
I have a hand holding a magnifying glass with an eye in it that I modeled after like, well, I'm, I told it to my friend and he modeled after like pulp um, detective novels, um, which we always had a ton of at home and I always thought were really cool. So yeah. it's kind of like campy-ish looking. I'm trying to think. Oh, I have a Twin Peaks tattoo. Um, that's very simple and doesn't even immediately, you can't even tell it's Twin Peaks right away. It's just the Twin Peaks from the opening basically, right. like an artist's rendering of it. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else horror-y. I thought you had a tattoo of Cordell from Hannibal. Oh, I have Cordell from Hannibal, a huge portrait on my back like Steve-O has of himself. <laughs> I just realized that that wouldn't be Mason Verger, who's that, what I'm thinking Oh, of. yeah. Me it would saying, be Mason Verger's his, butler. Yes. <laughs> his butler slash friend. Cordell. Cordell. Hey, we're getting to the end of the year. Yeah. So everyone's going to need champagne. I hope everybody's saving money to buy some Cordell. <laughs> I look forward to making that joke every year. I was about to say, we make that every year. And almost guaranteed to make it <laughs> again, yeah. like in a few more episodes. I think those are all my spooky-ish tattoos, right? Good amount. Is there anything that you can think of? I don't know. Nothing I think jo- that's you it. That, you have that uh, uh, conjoined twin Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thing. Yeah, my my friend Sarah and I got um, friend tattoos of, exactly what Will said, from the Mütter Museum, which is a medical oddities museum in Philadelphia. That's really, really cool. Um, my friend Sarah, who also likes odd or spooky or mysterious stuff, and I got these uh, a tattoo of these cookie cutters that they have in the museum store at the Mütter Museum that are conjoined twin gingerbread men. Yeah. So um, I have that. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. So yeah, so that is, those are my first tattoo and some spooky tattoos I have. Now, William, if you were to get a tattoo, yeah. what would it be? So, uh, you know, obviously I know a lot of people with tattoos. Yeah. You, a bunch of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost felt uh, to me like, well, I guess I'm going to get one then, right? <laughs> I guess as I have so, to. As silly as it is to say, yeah. no one was telling me to get one. It's not like I was like dealing with peer pressure, but I was like, right. this is like a thing that people who are similar to me do a lot. Yeah. I wonder if I should do that too. Yeah. But I'm also a severely neurotic person. Sure. And every time I came up with something, I was like nervous to commit to it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Well, that's definitely a thing, at least for me and a lot of people who I've spoken to who have a lot of tattoos. That's a thing for a lot of people in for the first couple that they have. They like want to be really particular. And now I would get like almost anything. Yeah, yeah. I have so many. It's like. Yeah, why not? As long as I like it. I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't have a single one, but I do have a few images of things that I really like. Mm-hmm. And there were times that I, I came really close to almost like booking an appointment being yeah. like, this image keeps rattling around in my head. Maybe it's good enough to then commit to and get a tattoo of. But I didn't. Never mm-hmm. have. However, uh, Allie and I, uh, we had a couple friends over and we were doing one of those painting nights. Yeah. Uh, and so like we had gotten a few canvases. And so I decided, like, well, maybe I'll just turn my tattoo idea into a thing I could hang on the wall. Yes. So I drew it. Allie painted it. Uh, and so for people who are able to watch this on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb, you'll see it, but I'll describe it for everybody. Um, I, <laughs> um, I love it. I'm a big fan of the Muppets, in particular Kermit the Frog, uh, who I think is endlessly trying to be optimistic, mm-hmm. but frequently fails. Yeah. I relate to that strongly uh so the image is uh it's almost as if it's his um like his the door to his dressing room or something yeah like yep it's kermit the frog's face with a gold star behind his head which should be super positive except the look on his face is that kermit the frog face of of that kind of like god damn it yeah (laughs) look that he gets occasionally when he's either let down or something goes wrong and it just says above his head great period period (laughs) so he's trying it looks like it should be all good, 
but yet he's been let down or screwed up or something. <laughs> it's once just not again. quite there. So uh, this this is almost. This is how I think this is how I feel most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. That's a good representation. Yeah. So uh, I think a cool tattoo idea, but uh, ultimately uh, found a way to just make it exist regardless. Right. You can just enjoy it that way. Yeah. So I just like having it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a couple of Muppety tattoo ideas knocking around that I think I'll do eventually. Yeah. Um, my husband Ryan and I are going to get, I mean, you know, maybe have talked about getting um, matching Kermit and Miss Piggy tattoos. Either I would get Miss Piggy and he would get Kermit or we'll both get the same thing. Um, we also really love the Muppets. We had Kermit and Miss Piggy cake toppers at our wedding. Yeah. Um, and I would also like to get some of the lyrics from the Rainbow Connection. I, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Allie I'm wanted trying to, to sing choose that which at our ones. wedding and I pulled the plug on that. Yeah. I do think it would have been nice, but I also would have whatever um what i, I think i, I would have been really in my head uh-huh. and the entire time i'd be saying i'd be like how long is this song this has to yeah be yeah any minute now right be really nervous i think that was them. a good call yeah um uh, i told my friend's five-year-old the other day i went hey do you have any idea like what the swedish chef is i don't know why it popped into my head but he, and he was like no it's fine yeah and i went and i went hey charlie check this we'll out change that and i went in this bird chicky and he had no reaction whatsoever. And I went, I invented that, Charlie. Tell <laughs> all your me. friends yeah. that I invented that. Like, cool. Trying to get in on the ground floor. The next generation is not aware yet. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're going to think it's all you. They're going to think you're a genius. It's fine. You're going to be lauded. I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so this next question is from our friend Amanda. Amanda uh, Galvacki. Already. Um, she said... Would you rather have moaning Myrtle in every bathroom you go into or have the Dementors in your bedroom every night? And she adds um, a little disclaimer. The Dementors don't suck out your soul, but they do make you feel cold and sad. Oh, good God. I know. I'm trying to uh, um, <laughs> listen. I think I am. I think I'm vulnerable to Dementors. A lot I was about of the to time. say, I feel the Dementors around me yeah. regularly. So I'm so. not. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying, trying to, to amplify that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Moaning Myrtle. At Same. a certain point, that's her problem. <laughs> Same. Listen. And also, I feel like that could, like, you know that thing of a joke being funny, funny, annoying, comes back to funny? Yeah. I bet, I'm sure it'd be very annoying, but I bet sometimes I'd be like, God damn, I can't believe Moaning Myrtle is always here. Yeah. Like Sometimes I'm yeah. used to it. Sometimes it's real new feeling again. Right, right. Uh, but again, I think at a certain point, it's more her problem than yeah. mine. Yeah. You may not want to be hiding in the U bend, Mert. Additionally, uh, I crying would, like a weirdo. I would like to submit that if you go to Harry Potter World, uh-huh. at oh Universal, my god! If you go into the bathroom, <laughs> they're playing Moaning Myrtle audio in there. Right. So essentially, non-stop. yeah, she's there with you. It, absolutely, it's like they don't want you to nest in there. Yeah, which is probably smart. Because I'm always toting a like a Nintendo Switch or a 3DS or something. That's so funny to me. <laughs> that you're like, I can't hear the audio of my game over Myrtle in here. No, it's it's not even that. It's not like, <laughs> well, although I will say, I once went. This is a couple companies ago. Yeah. But I was at a holiday party and I didn't know anybody. I was a temp uh-huh. at a company, uh, and it was a holiday party, and I felt incredibly awkward. Yeah. I knew that I should be trying to network or something, but I'm just not that person. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was, because I had my backpack with me, I had uh, my phone 
a Nintendo 3DS and an audio splitter. Yeah. So I was able to connect the audio streams from both the devices into one single thing and then have my headphones in that. So it's almost as if you were playing a video game and watching a movie at the same time as home. Right. At, at home. And I'm a severe multitasker. Right. Uh, so I, uh, I was fully dressed. <laughs> Just... Sit- just needed a little break. Yes, sitting I'd in the bathroom, gone to the bathroom, like yeah. Luigi's Mansion, while yeah. watching YouTube videos. Yeah, you know, and it was it that's, was wonderful. That's an insane layer of multitasking that wonderful. you did that just like on the go. You're like, okay, I can't just play this game. I need YouTube videos going as well. Kristen, I was like, almost a Boy stuff. Scout one day, and I'm always prepared. That's right. Didn't become a Boy Scout. Boy Scout. Boy Scout. When, when I saw the pants they wanted me to wear, actually true. What, what were the pants like? Yeah, those like little brown pants. They're just brown pants though, right? Is there anything weird about that? There may have been shorts that they were talking about. And I was like, I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. I am out of this. Yeah. Understandable. I was also briefly a brownie. Yeah. Didn't progress. Mm. Didn't progress. No. I think mom bought patches for me, which is really sad. <laughs> Kristen and I, I was are, always, yeah. Kristen and I are lifelong quitters. Oh my God. Big time. <laughs> and just like. Huge on quitting. Not huge on joining. If somebody makes us join or made, well, I should say, when we're kids, our parents would try to make us join things. Then we would basically do nothing so that they would have to pull us out. Cause it's yeah. just like, what's the point? Not much of a joiner myself. No. No. All right, so Kwong said that – let me skip to the questions. It's some very nice stuff. Um, what got you started in the paranormal slash spooky stuff? For me, it was watching Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. Are you also into cryptids, conspiracy theories, and missing people? Real quick, I, yeah. I did find out. I think I talked about it on a previous episode. I did find out you can download individual episodes from Amazon Prime on Oh, good. Phone. Good. I, I loaded up on Unsolved Mysteries through, through to the Queen Mary. Yes. So that I can. So you have one through four. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. So Kwong, similar to you, I would say that Unsolved Mysteries was instrumental in getting me into spooky stuff. Um, when I was a kid, my parents would put me slash us to bed and then I would then sneak back downstairs and turn on the TV and I watched reruns of Unsolved Mysteries, I believe on Lifetime a lot. That like that was my thing. So I I think that that really got me started off but also our dad was always into like old horror he was into mysteries anything mystery or horror based is stuff that we grew up with it was like formative to our pop culture knowledge so those two things combined kicked it off for me yeah yeah uh i uh the earliest thing that i can really point to is i distinctly remember we were in connecticut so i was 10 or younger i think that it became the thing that i'd tell people that i was four but mm-hmm. i think that was me exaggerating at one point and then it just became part of the story yeah i have to imagine i was older than four but i watched the movie psycho oh right yeah way young yeah real young and seeing uh honestly seeing marion crane in the shower and then you just see mother, her silhouette sort of appear against the shower curtain mm-hmm. before even opening it. I, obviously, there's stabbing that ensues, and that's terrifying in its own right. But it was the it was the it was the shape, it was the shadow approaching the curtain that screwed me up for a long time. Yeah, uh, genuine, almost like I would almost call them. Like little freakouts mm-hmm. I, I would have in the shower for ye- years. Yeah. Years and years after that. If I was shampooing my head, I would start to imagine, uh, and I, I can't imagine that this was actually happening, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that like I had overly soaped my head. <laughs> and so some of the shampoo was running down over my eyes. And, uh, like you ever remember being in a pool or something and you'd open your eyes underwater? Yeah. It would sting, but you could do it. Right. I would, I would try that. Oh. 
through the soap because I was like certain right. that, that I was like being approached. Oh um, God. Really, That's years. so scary. And then when I got to a certain age, um, when I was a man of a certain age, <laughs> um, when I was probably in my teens, mm-hmm. I was like, I, "This has got to stop." Yeah, it was. It finally got to a point where I was like, "I need to like deliberately not care." And so I right. would, I, I would shampoo this. my head for like five minutes yeah. to see how long I could go without getting overwhelmed and needing. It was like to exposure therapy. Out. A little like bit. me with clowns. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I like had to change it, and yeah. uh, thankfully I did. Yeah, yeah. I think there were there were times where I was just like the smelly kid because like I'd have to take a shower and then I'd turn the shower on. And I just remember you being smelly. Sit in there. Yeah. I distinctly remember dodging showers because they it scared me. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. But also as a kid, I remember we would go to the beach. And the older kids were allowed to swim to these floating docks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to because I was a little kid that wanted to like, yeah, me too, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I would swim there. And I, I don't know. I don't know how this started, but at least this is a memory that indicates to me that I've had this fear for a long time. Uh-huh. Bodies underwater. Uh. Imagining that there is a, a dead body, a corpse at the bottom of the uh you know, the ocean, the yeah. beach, any body of water that I can't see the bottom of. And so I would open my eyes underwater to try to swim out and I would Ugh. see beams of light hitting the, the rocks below and imagine that they were, you know, skeletons and skulls. Oh my God. Especially in that lake, like the lake that we used to go to the, the beach. We call it the beach, but it was a, a Top lake. Stone Top beach Stone Beach. In Connecticut, down the street from Blackwood, Connecticut. That's right. Yep. Right down the road. Um, That was a murky lake. So to open your eyes in there, there were yeah. leeches in there. I was serious. About yeah. It. I yeah. was real freaked out. Oh man. Um, And then, yeah. just It is scary. And then that movie, that TV movie with Judd Nelson came out i used that to is, watch that i know we used to watch that like crazy uh what the hell is that called house on the lake yes are uh are you sure judd nelson lake movie i think Let's i've already, i think i've searched for this cabin, cabin by, by the, the lake. lake yeah he used to abduct women yeah and then we loved them kill them and then uh put their bodies underwater almost like a garden so he would tend yeah garden it was a tv movie there was a sequel that's a good and freaky idea it's a very good and freaky idea it came out in the year 2000 so you and i were in our teens yeah but i remember us watching it a bunch we watched it a lot yeah Yeah, we should watch that like now i would watch that are you kidding me yeah yeah sounds good doesn't have the best reviews I don't care. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah. Um, so, and Kwong had asked if we're also into cryptids, conspiracy theories, and missing people. I feel confident saying for both of us, yes. Yeah, the cryptid thing is interesting. Mm-hmm. Cryptids, I never really looked into. Yeah. Curious about them. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. We've talked about cryptids on the show a bunch. Of course now. we have. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like traditional. Oh, as a kid and everything. Yeah. Because yeah, now yeah. you and I do this on a weekly basis, right? Which is actually really advantageous for learning about heart i've learned so much over yep. this last year yeah but like uh historically speaking cryptids weren't that interesting to me mm-hmm. conspiracy theories very much are yes big I, time but i would say even above all of those mm-hmm. at a certain point i was way way into urban legends yeah um i love the idea of any of these stories that people pass around and insist that like yeah my friend's cousin this this happened like really fascinating yeah um, yeah yeah, we love all of it. Anything that's like mysterious. I above uh if I have to choose something which I don't really want to. I well, I guess I'm not going to choose something that's the best, but I will add on to it in addition to those things what might not be surprising if you listen to the show. I love paranormal stuff. I love ghosts yeah. love and ghosts. things like that. I I so I'm very into that. So these questions come from a familiar source. Yeah. Little Miss Allie Palmer Rogers. Huh. Okay. So she said, hi, Chrissy and Will. Questions for your Q&A. One, 
What's the most innocuous slash least actually dangerous thing that scares you? Two, if you could invent any urban legend slash monster, what would it be and what lesson would it teach? Well, I think that's interesting because a lot of the sometimes like these horror stories are supposed to be like, uh, uh, I don't know, lessons. Yeah, they are kind of. You know? Totally. Yeah, they, they get born out of almost like a fairy tale thing of like something that has a moral, right. but then it just kind of takes on another life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, so number one, what's the most innocuous slash least actually dangerous thing that scares you? Let me think. I don't know. A lot of things scare me. I know. Uh, I'm constantly still, even as an adult, like just imagining like that I'm walking the dog and I look up into my window and there's a person inside the house. Yeah, that's a big um, one. So I kind of am aware of the fact that danger could be around every corner. I'm not really scared now of any like paranormal stuff that doesn't scare me. I mean, I might not like actively mess with it, but like, I'm not like worried about that, Yeah. but just real life, like a person could be in the backseat of my car when I open the door. Like that's not like innocuous or at least actually dangerous. Cause that could be a thing, but it's something that I have no proof is there yeah. that I don't have to worry about. And yet I do. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's interesting that you say like you're out walking the dog and then you look up in your window and someone's in there. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Especially in our last apartment for some reason, but I would think about like, I go out the front door yeah. and somebody goes like, Oh, here's my opportunity. Right. To get in. No one's in there right now. So they right. can just break right in. Who mm-hmm. cares? Uh, and the idea of like more specifically like walking down the street with the dog a little bit and happening to glance back as that person is entering. So oh. that you're, you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, they, like there's, they must have been like, you know, five feet behind me. Right. That almost. indicates that they were stalking and waiting for their moments. Then that also makes you like, how long have they been there? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And for sure, we've talked about it here and in many previous shows. Yeah. The idea of anyone watching me mm-hmm. is really alarming. It's it's really freaky. And it goes back to like childhood nightmares. Yeah. Of like a, a, a of somebody staring at me through the windows. Yep. Specifically, I think this was an episode one thing. A mm-hmm. severed head. Yes. That would float around outside the house <laughs> looking That's in right. all the windows just trying to find you yep and mine was that it was rumpelstiltskin outside running (laughs) running around the house to whatever window of the room that i was in so a similar kind of thing but just a different vehicle it's weird to be afraid of something that is inescapable yet not like directly it's not actually getting you it's just kind of there and showing you that it's there that's strange i know it's really specific it is specific yeah what the hell happened to us something happened (laughs) (laughs) something happened i think part of it is is the house that we grew up in yeah was on like an acre or two of land yep uh surrounded by well not really surrounded yeah but but heavily forested heavily wooded yes uh so it felt secluded yeah um for sure part of my uh obsession with the movie scream was based around the fact that Drew Barrymore in the beginning goes like, I'm calling the police. Yeah. And the killer rightfully just goes, they, they'll never get here in time. Yeah. It's yeah. already too late. Right. If something goes wrong. It's already too late for help to come. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how Connecticut felt in retrospect. Yes. Um, that, for like, sure. It would take a little time for somebody to come. Duck. Yeah. It's like all long roads that don't necessarily like connect well i don't know how to explain it. not they don't connect to each other but like winding long winding roads. roads that you can't really like fully book it down yeah 
Like it's it. The cops were not super duper close. It no. would take a few minutes. No way. And then the thing with the woods is that like maybe that does play into the idea that we both had nightmares about something watching us, not getting us, oh. but just always being there always and lurking. watching us. Because like the there could line. be exactly there could. You know, you could imagine something being in the tree line, not coming out to get you, but you're just aware that it's always there and it could disappear very easily by taking yep. a couple steps backwards. That's also what was freaky about Red Dragon, the Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Like when they realized that Francis Dollarhide just like sits in a tree yeah. and watches the family and like they found carvings because he's just up there bored for hours. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't checking the treetops. Right. Good call, Red Dragon. They could be in the trees. Right. Yeah. I didn't think to look up. Yep. Oy, oy, oy. So the second part of Allie's question was, if you could invent any urban legend slash monster, what would it be and what lesson would it teach? Yeah. Let me think. Okay. So I'd probably want it to teach something really basic about just like being nice to people and not being mean to people because they're different than you or something. But what urban legend or monster would make that happen? I wonder if it could be that like Trump is gradually like crumbling or something and like it's something about his like hate eating him from the inside and his, oh that like if you live in hate you might almost get like a right it's parasite. like like you're rotting yeah basically like hate rots you yeah. so it could be like he's like a rotting pumpkin so like maybe he's orange outside because he's just a rotting pumpkin that's just like eroding from the inside that's fueled by hate i like and it and that's why his hair's all, ego. all weird and fake and yeah. why he's covered in makeup is because he's he has to he hide has to what his actual appearance up. is exactly yeah, isn't at that, night or like if he takes like a, something like there's something where somebody's like covering up that they're like um yeah, falling apart with makeup what yes, is that it's sad but it's michael jackson it's well, the South Park episode with Michael Jackson. In it. Maybe that is one thing. He starts yes. to basically become the zombie version of himself from Thriller throughout the episode. Oh. As his like fake nose falls off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All That's right. What, I mean, that. It could be what yeah. I'm thinking of. But yeah, so maybe it would be some sort of urban legend about somebody who became very, very powerful and they were ruling o- over the land, but inside they were very afraid but they were just projecting that fear outward and turning yeah. it to anger and in so doing they're actually killing part of their soul and they're crumbling from the inside out yeah and so they have to keep up this artifice to make it look like they're not yeah that i like that that's pretty good like don't live in hate or you're gonna become like a yeah a husk yeah you're gonna become a hollowed yeah, out a husk. a husk yeah um he is a husky boy yeah he, he is a husk um uh, mine, uh, first of all, shameless plug, I did come up with a monster. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's called the Blackwood Bugman, and it's in the show that I wrote, Blackwood, which is out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes and stuff, the first four episodes are Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two to go. So go get that on skylarkmedia.com. Now, I guess, you can't, I guess you can't say yet. Would you... Okay, so just answer this yes or no. Would you say that the story of the Blackwood Bugman has any sort of lesson in it? Um, I, I'm not going to say just yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd be happy to talk but about can it you in the say, future. Okay. You don't want to say yes or no. I don't want to say yes or no okay. either way. Uh, I don't want to give anybody any expectations. One okay. Or another, you know that makes mean? sense. Um, but the thing that I will say is that, uh, the monster that immediately springs to mind or what it would teach is really kind of bleak, mm-hmm. but hear me out, please. Uh, it would be, uh, uh, it would teach you that nothing matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that like one way or another we're all gonna die uh so i don't like this monster so your time might just be coming sooner than some but who cares okay so that's what it would really be so uh i had this idea for a story the other day and now that i'm technically a professional writer i probably shouldn't say these things but i'm gonna, uh-huh. so i had an idea 
for a monster because I was thinking like nobody's really got a new Dracula. Yeah, people constantly like a new classic. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what's another one that's going to endure another hundred years or something like that. Uh, And I kept thinking like, well, we know the rules of a Dracula, um, Mm -hmm. and you know, what if the characters in my story are trying to figure out, well, how do we defeat this thing? Yeah, and they end up reading the journal of like an old scientist that basically goes like, in order to defeat the beast, you must confront it with itself or something like that. And so they're like, great showdown time. We know what to do. We got a big mirror. We're going to show itself to itself and it's going to disappear or something. Yeah. And they show up for the big showdown, all confident they're going to beat this thing. Uh And they find out that the monster wrote that journal entry. Ooh, that's uh, good. There is no way to defeat it. Ooh, but that's good. But now it has everybody in one place. Yeah. Uh William, that's great. I, I think it's I think it's kind of solid. I like it. You know? Uh like Dracula probably wouldn't allow there to be any material about how to defeat him. Yeah. Probably not. You know? Yeah. He's been alive for probably... ever. Yeah. I would systematically go around, kill everybody who knows anything about me, and destroy all their writing. Yeah. All of it. No one can know how to defeat me. But if they have some of the writing out there to begin with, then there are some people who know. You're just trying to do like damage control at that point, right? Uh, I will stop them. Yeah. (laughs) But what if you can't? Because now they have the knowledge. You know what I mean? You can try. Your knowledge will die someday. No, but like if they – I'm saying what if they defeat you using that knowledge? What if you can't kill them? Well, uh, well then, I mean, so I'm dead? Yeah, like this plan might not, it might not work. Then what do I care? True. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's it's too late. But your plan might not. I don't have a rebuttal to I'm dead. Well, no, but like you're, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to control this. No, but yeah, but I will make it my single-minded purpose. You're speaking about very definitively, like, so I'm going to kill them all, but they know how to kill you already. Well, yeah, I'll kill them or I'll die trying. Yeah. Yeah, no one can know how to defeat me. Mm -hmm. If I'm immortal. Mm-hmm. And I like feed on people to survive, and there's a very specific set of rules of how yeah. to defeat me. How no one should know about the garlic thing. You're not going to want to get that word out. No one should know about the garlic. Yeah. No one should know about that wooden steak. Maybe he's pissed. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. Uh, I'd put a stop to that <laughs> right away. And then, yeah, I really do think that I would plant fake rules of how to defeat me, where it's like throw candy corn at him. Yeah, that makes total sense. I would gobble it all up. And then I'd go to work. Yeah, I'm <laughs> into it. it. Yeah. yeah. But wait, how does this tie into the the story about how like nothing matters because we all die? Uh, uh, everything that you do is 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 done in vain. <gasps> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. So everything. like in this story, basically the monster or whatever is just life. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. Nihilistic. You're gonna get gobbled up one way or another anyway. Yeah. Does it really matter? People, yes. People will move on. Yes, it matters it, to you. Yeah. Doesn't matter in terms of like the the big picture. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. See you later. Everything has a ripple effect. See you later. Oh, you're nuts. See you later. You're nuts. You think nothing that you're doing matters? Uh, in the grand scheme. Uh huh. Uh, no. It doesn't have any sort of ripple effect. No, it does. But like, I mean, like, I guess I'm also. It it depends on the scale you're thinking on. Yeah. Like I'm thinking for the next uh, uh, in the past thirty years, mm-hmm. I've uh, you know I've, I've met some great people and mm-hmm. and learned a lot from people and hopefully made people laugh and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what I'm talking about is like uh, on a long enough timeline, yeah. the sun explodes and we're all dead. Right. So kind of do whatever you want because at some point it's all over anyway. Who cares? Oh, so like as far as talking to humanity, not individuals, you're yeah. like do whatever who wants. Yeah, of course want, you're cares. upset about your own death, but no, I know, but, but guess like what? who cares? 
I hate that point of view. <laughs> I know, so do I, but I, I am plagued by it. <laughs> so that is the monster. I'm not. I, I don't. Be, I don't believe it. Um, okay, so Shelby asks, "What's your favorite classic movie monster?" Um, she has a few questions, so we'll we'll start we'll start there. My favorite classic movie monster is. Let me think. Hmm, this is tough. What am I always interested for the classics? I kind of like all. The, I hate to say it. When I think of classic movie monsters, I kind of lump them together. I th- yeah. I think of like the old like MGM movie monsters. It's like Dracula, That's, Wolfman, uh, uh, Frank, whatever. Yeah, yeah, all those guys. Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, like the Invisible Man, the Mummy. I kind of group them all together, and I'm trying to think if one of those is my favorite over the others. Hmm. I don't really think so. You want to take her away? Yeah, I think um, it's tricky for me. I haven't seen those movies in so long. Mm-hmm. I have a mega pack of all of them. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things that like I, I always want to do almost like my horror history, like mm-hmm. horror research. Yeah. So I, I want to go back and watch them, but I haven't yet. So I'm, I may have a better answer of this in the future. Yeah. But like gut instinct, gut instinct, I might have to go Frankenstein. I was about monster. to say, I think it might be Frankenstein's monster for me as well. That was a formative one for me when I was a kid because uh-huh. I read Frankenstein and did a report on Mary Shelley yeah. when I was a kid and I thought that she was super duper cool. So that might hold a special spot. I think it's just interesting because you don't think of him this way, but he's sort of the first big famous zombie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I also wonder if we can lump this in mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have existed until the 60s. Okay. So decades later. Yeah. But the zombie, the George Romero zombie. Right, right. Which proliferated because he didn't put the copyright I guess information you... on his own movie. I know. So everybody owns zombies. Yeah, I guess th- that would be a classic movie monster. So I guess that fits in there. I might have to go with the zombie. I don't like what it's become. As a category. I almost think of zombies as a category rather than a movie monster. Like it's a classic movie category or type of thing yeah. to me as opposed to like the zombie. You know what I mean? Like Frankenstein's monster. Is there a big ghost movie? Casper. 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 Blah. No, I don't. Uh, you know, in, in the ghost. original. I think Ghost is probably the biggest ghost movie. Yeah, or Ghost sure. Dad. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, in, in Night of the Living Dead, they refer to the zombies as ghouls. Oh, yeah. I, I like. love the word ghoul. Ghoul is a good word. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, so then Shelby gives us a couple of different rounds of Screw, Mary Kill. Great. So Screw, Mary Kill, Bigfoot. The Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Loch Ness Monster. Black Lagoon and, and, and the Loch Ness Monster. Bigfoot, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Loch Ness Monster, a.k.a. Oh. Nessie. All right, who are you killing? Okay, I am killing the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Why? Can't trust him. Why? A little worried about him. Here, well, I think that my other ones might... Um, Someone's boy, this getting is defaulted into being murdered. Yes. Here's the thing. I think that I would marry the Loch Ness Monster. Because if I have to marry one of these things where I'm like tied to them, yeah. the Loch Ness Monster I can kind of just ignore. The, okay. Marrying the Loch Ness Monster doesn't negatively affect my life that badly. Yeah. Because I'm just like, all right, like he just goes and like does his just thing. Be in the ocean He's now. boring. Every once in a while he'll pop up on sonar or something, Ooh. but he'll actually be algae. Hey, honey. Doesn't really affect me that much. Yeah. Um, I would kill... The creature in the gla- black lagoon, because I find them the most threatening of this group. Yeah, the creature from the, from the black lagoon is a little bit scary, and I feel like he could hurt me in some way. Okay. Um. Ugh, so I guess I have to screw Bigfoot. 
I mean, yeah. I guess he's like the most humanoid kind of because if yeah. he's like a cousin of the ape and the ape is a cousin of humans, then like, I guess. I guess. But maybe that makes it worse. Maybe. That he's like kind of human, but not quite. Like, I guess if I had to screw like one of these other things, I can be like, this isn't sin. This isn't even a thing that I would ever do. Like, what if I have like a glimmer of attraction to Bigfoot and it like messes with my whole mind? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I'll have to remain. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Uh, all right. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. I don't know what it is. I've not seen that movie. You know, I've seen I don't know tons what it does or its stills. motivation. I've seen tons of stills. About it. I've seen it picking up a lady and carrying it, and it seems threatening to me. Yeah, there's something. I, d- I, I maybe I've seen that movie. I couldn't tell you. That's sad. I don't know. Maybe I could see it being sad. I'm not or sure. do I go with screw so that I can do a gross sequel to The Shape of Water? Oh, interesting. Might be worth it for the story. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to marry Bigfoot. Mm hmm. Uh, I like the woods. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I guess I'm going to kill the Loch Ness Monster. Nobody will notice. And I'll be known as like a dragon slayer. Oh, that's true. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is yeah. kind of cool. Okay. Not yeah. bad. Bam. Okay, next round. Screw, Mary kill, Dracula, the Vavitch, and Frankenstein. Probably yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Okay, yeah. Okay, so by no, the... No, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. So by the witch... Are we meaning like I'm taking it to be the scary witch in the woods right, and that, not uh Tom I'm Tom, the witch in the woods uh like Tomlinson or something yeah, what, what, what the, her name is Thomason Thomason, Thomason. Yeah. yeah yeah I think it's the scary witch in the woods too Yeah Okay let's see screw Mary, kill them Huh Okay you know what this is actually kind of easy for me Dracula is famously sexual Yes So I'm going to screw Dracula Yes I bet he's got some moves Right the Witch of the Woods is very threatening to Incredibly me. Incredibly threatening. I'm going to kill the Witch of the Woods. Yeah. Mary Frankenstein. Again, somewhat innocuous. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be careful with him, though. Like, if we're going to be sleeping in bed like a married couple and everything, you just remember when he killed that little girl down by the water? I do remember. He doesn't know his own strength he is doesn't. the thing. Yes. So I'm thinking separate beds. Maybe I tell him he snores and that's why. So it doesn't insult him. Okay. Um, but you know, he's, he's, it's just that he just, he doesn't understand the world. He's not necessarily inherently evil. So living with Frankenstein wouldn't be so bad. All right. Very good. Dracula. I feel like living with, you'd have to watch your back all the time. Like a one night stand with Dracula might be okay. As long as you're like watching your neck and stuff. Living with Dracula, I just don't trust him. Living with Dracula is a good with screwing. Idea. You don't have to trust him. It's just what it is. True, you know. And if you're married to him, he's going to cheat on you. That's what I'm saying. I he don't can't turn off the sensual nature of his being. No, it's just who he is. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have an open relationship, but like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's my style. Well, Kristen, my answer is the same. Okay. I don't trust Dracula to stay faithful. Right. <laughs> uh, however, I can't deny his charm. Yeah. Uh. I'm killing the hell out of that witch. <laughs> so scary. The witch must die. Yeah, you'd be doing the world a favor, you know? I feel like that movie is like a real sort of like pro-feminist kind of idea because it has yeah. with like all the women right. uh, dancing around the fire at the end, right. floating in the sky. Right. Very cool. Yeah. However, she's also milking that goat and blood comes out. And yeah. And she's rubbing baby goo on herself i want no part of her i'm afraid you have to die yes i know i'll die trying but this is the game right uh and i'm for sure marrying frankenstein's monster Mm -hmm. uh he seems like he wants to be 
gentle and kind. Yeah, yeah, um, he tries. He tries. He tries. Also, if Herman Munster is any indication, it's going to be a laugh riot. He'll be fun. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so last round. I mean, you can help me with this because one of these things, I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay, so Screw, Mary Kill, Chucky, Leprechaun, like from the, lep- le- from the Leprechaun movies. And then she says that que- creepy conjoined twin from the movie Basket Case. Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen that. You're going to want to kill it. Okay. <laughs> basket, basket, case, Let's see. monster. We're looking it up so I can get a quick let's, visual. Let's share this with everybody. Yeah. If you're watching the video version, you'll see. Okay. Yeah, you're going to want Ew! You're going to want to kill this ew, thing. Ew, 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 <laughs> ew. Is best. this movie about baskets? This is the, the monster's best picture. Ew. So what it is, it like, I don't know, it looks like a bunch of goo with a face. Yes. Ugh. It looks like Slimer. Oh, like but the like worst slimer. slimer. And then with a human face and like very muscular arms and hands. Like yeah. the hands are also muscular, which I don't love. No, it's it's not good. So William, is basket case about a basket? Because this thing is in a basket. I think the basket's there to hide the fact that it's a puppet. Okay. Right. But like, why is this called basket case and there's a basket? Are they connected? I, I would assume. I've never seen this movie because yeah. I've seen the picture of the monster. I hate and, this monster. And so therefore, I refuse to watch the movie. Ugh, Shelby, what are you doing to me? All right. Gross. All right. So we're both killing Basket Case. Oh, without a single doubt. All right. So we're down to marrying or screwing Chucky and the Leprechaun. Right. Okay. Okay. So, oh, God. I don't like this one at all. All right. Definitely killing Basket Case, like we said. Oh, I have to marry or screw one of these. Oh, God. I think that they're both like kind of sexual and I hate it. Uh, doesn't Chucky have some innuendo sometimes? Uh, Chucky has a full on self-celebration scene in one of his movies really which movie seed of chucky ew well that makes sense oh god okay so oh i hate it okay so i have to remember that screw could just be one night stand and then you're out of my life i'm gonna have to say leprechaun i would screw and then get him out of there because i feel like he's never off i feel like the leprechaun is always talking he speaks in rhyme and he super raps in one of his movies. Super annoying. Yeah. So I don't want him around. Yeah. So I would screw the leprechaun just for that reason, so that I don't have him constantly around. Chucky, I feel like at least would sometimes get annoyed and fatigued and not really want to talk and stuff. Um, I would have to worry about him killing me because he's super evil. Um, he's yeah. the soul of like a relentless serial killer. Yeah, the Southside slasher. Right. In the so, body of a doll. do a dembo. Give me the power. I beg of you. Right. And then also I could, you know, if he was coming after me, which I'd have to worry about more regularly being married to him, I feel like I could take him a little bit better. He's a doll. Right. So, so that's where I'm going. I'm going kill disgusting basket monster, screw leprechaun, marry Chucky. All right. Your logic is true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and here's why for me. Okay. Uh, Chucky settles down at one point. He's shown that he's capable of maintaining a relationship. Yeah. I believe it. Oh, that's right. That's he, right. He does at With some point bride betray of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, his bride, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I would know what I'm getting into there. Right. I know his, his past relationship history, mm-hmm. um, which is a big leg up. Yeah. I've been watching him for years. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm marrying Chucky. Mm-hmm. I feel like the leprechaun's not going to be thrilled with the situation either. What? The screwing? Yeah. What do you mean? He just wants gold. That's really all his. He wants. I don't know. I feel like the leprechaun. I feel like I can see the leprechaun being like, <laughs> like being gross and like objectifying or something. Maybe, yeah. You well, know, 
Well, I might be wrong. I think I've only seen parts of Leprechaun. Who sent this question? It was Shelby. Shelby, why'd you do it? Yeah. Why'd you do it, Why'd Shelby? You do it? So I think Did we she had the her same. Or anything? No. All right, we got. There's a little bit of what's good for the goose with yeah, yeah, the yeah. gander going on here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, Shelby, right in the Facebook group, your answers. <laughs> send us questions, but you got to be prepared to answer them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have all the same answers? I think not all. Oh no, the first one we had some reversals. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think that they're. <laughs> to be honest, they're pretty clear cut. Yeah. You got Chucky the Leprechaun, and then the basket case thing. I'm not Ugh. marrying that. God, no. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that had to, that was a gimme, and I thank you for it, Shelby. Yeah. You knew that we would say we'd kill that thing. I thank you for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is our last round of questions, and they came from Bethany. Okay. Um, and there are five questions here, and I'm just going to take them one at a time. Okay. So what was the best job you've ever had, she asked. Um, I've had some great jobs. I've, I've really orchestrated my life in such a way that I try to have good jobs. Yeah. Um, I was a hairdresser, and I worked in an amazing salon for 10 years called Salon Pure, where I made some awesome friends who I'm still friends with and still see and still talk to all the time. I had great times doing that. I loved being in the back room like talking to my friends at work, cracking up, going to get lunch. I loved a lot of my clients. So that was a really amazing job. Um, my current job, which I left that job to do, I work for Boho Berry, which is a business from a blogger and YouTuber named Kara Benz. That's about like journaling and planning and stuff. And that's really, really enjoyable. I love that I can kind of make my own schedule. There's a really cool community of people involved. So that's really great. Um, and then as far as like kind of sillier part-time jobs, I would say the best job that I've had was working at Starbucks. Oh, really? I really enjoyed working at Starbucks. Oh, God, you worked at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. Huh? So Why? William, what, what made it so fun? Um, it was fun making the drinks and stuff. I love coffee and coffee drinks. Yeah. So it was fun to do. Everything smelled good. Yeah. It was a very good smelling job. Right there were good cookies and stuff. If a cookie dropped, we could break it up and put it on a plate for customers to have, but we'd really just eat it. Do you um, mean you should be eating it off the floor? <laughs> no, if it was like in its casing and it dropped or something. <laughs> I got to eat whatever I wanted as long as it was on the floor. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> Freak show answer is that. I would slurp up droplets of a latte. <laughs> Strange. Um. So Strange. yeah, that that's my favorite of the like weird part time jobs that you might have over your life. Yeah, William, yourself. Uh, I uh, I, I without a doubt, as probably annoying as this answer is. Duh. Uh, my current job is the best job I've ever had. Hell yeah. Um. Uh, there's just like I get to do really exciting, strange things that I've I've kind of always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open the scope. Yeah. Uh, then to to talk about other jobs that I've had because right. for sure some absolutely sucked. Yeah. Uh, well, that's another qu- the next question. Just you know, is the worst job we've ever oh, had. Perfect. Yeah. Boy, do I have an answer. <laughs> um. Uh. My best non. Uh, lead writer of a fictional podcast sure. <laughs> division is uh, uh, probably my first job, which was working at Party City. Mm-hmm. I worked there with uh, a, a friend of Kristen's and mine. Yep. Um, all I did all day was like label boxes of Skittles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I was an annoying person, so I would I would draw riddles 
on the side of the box that like you had to solve the riddle to learn what was in the box. Yeah. Um, I worked with like a bunch of really bizarre people. I told Kristen a story the other day about we couldn't figure out where one of the girls was that uh-huh. was working with us. Every, so we were weird. all like, you know, like 17, something like that. Right. And uh, eventually we found out that she had been in the in the bathroom smoking cigarettes and our boss was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't smoke inside. And she was like, I didn't want anyone to know. And he's like, I'm not your dad. I don't care. Yeah, you just can't smoke inside. It's like a rule everywhere. Yeah, it's not like it, you're, you're at home at your parents' house and you're smoking in the bathroom to so hide your mom it and from dad them. don't find out. Yeah. I don't care. Stand in front of the building, you weirdo. Don't light fires inside. Yeah. Um. Uh. One time I was just chipping away that like our, our freezer had frozen over. So I was just sitting in the back chipping away with, at it with a screwdriver for like you know, I took about four hours to do it because I didn't <laughs> want to work. And I ended up chipping through the shelf itself and puncturing um, a thing that had Freon in it. So a bunch of Freon shot in my face. Oh, my God. And I went home early. Like, it was great. It Not was, bad. It was great. If I uh, were completely, like, never have to worry about money again, uh-huh. I think I would probably get a dumbass. Yeah. Like, uh, Really? I think that people. I think that that's a job. Job. I'm not saying the the job is no, dumb. no, no. But I'm I saying would, if you didn't have to worry about money whatsoever, you would like get a job at Party City. I think I'd want to have a job that I can go to whenever I want if I want to experience. I know that this is ridiculous. Okay, well that's what I'm saying. Like you want to have to be on a walk schedule to a retail yes. place whenever I want and be like, hey, I'm around. I'm going to be around for the next three hours max, right? Uh, and do whatever I want. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. That that is what I would want to do. I would do that. Yeah. Okay, so then in contrast, what is our worst job ever? Um, what I think of off the bat was working at Wawa, which is a convenience <laughs> store here um, and in some other places in the Northeast. It was insanely busy. And this was a time – I worked there when I was 16 for like, I don't know, a few months or something like that. Um, this was before when you go to convenience stores with delis and stuff. Like now they have touch screens where you can order. This was before that. So like people would just come up to the deli counter and – you would have to write down their order and everything. Ash Brown's on ride. Get it going yeah, now. Yeah. All right. All right I Make guess. it snappy. Yeah. And um, it would get crazy busy at lunch. A lot of construction workers who would come in at the same time. It was very hectic. My yeah. boss was really mean. That totally sucked. But then a follow-up was that when I was a temp, I got assigned to do this job at this place where like, it was some sort of mistake and or I think that the guy who ran the company tried to get somebody for cheap by saying like, oh, we only need these requirements of a person. And then I got there and he was like, no, and you do this and this and that and that. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And I was probably like, I don't know, 21 or something like that. He's like, all right, figure it out. So I like worked there one day and it was just really, really weird. Nobody was nice. Like it was just uncomfortable. And I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. And then the next day when I was supposed to be going to work, I was driving. I was like hating it. I was also just in a really depressed time in my life. I pulled over, threw up, and then called the temp agency. I was like, I'm not going to that job anymore. Like, it's out of my depth. I don't know what the deal is, and wow. I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, it was bad. That's a bad job. It was a bad job. Yeah. Wow. What about you? Uh, I. <laughs> so I, I was hired at, as a temp at a, a big pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. here in New Jersey. Uh, and the first week that I showed up, they gave me a cubicle. You know, it was like maybe like an eight by eight cube. Yeah. And my boss goes, "Cool. So I'm going to be on vacation for the next uh, the next week or so. So just get do, you know do whatever you can." But he had never really told me what I was supposed to do. Right. So I I would sit in the cubicle and I'd play video games. Yeah. Great. Week two, uh, boss comes back from vacation and introduces me to somebody 
uh, and Ugh. says, uh, cool. So, uh, you know, make some room in the cube. She'll sit in there with you. And I was like, so crazy in here with me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have another uh, desk. So we're going to put this little table in here and she'll sit at that. So I would sit at a desk and she would sit at a little table facing me. So she was facing my back, right. basically always watching me from behind. Uh, at the end of the first day, she had told me that the only thing she had in her life was a cat mm-hmm. um, and kind of yelled at me. Yeah. She was intense. And then uh, I wanted to quit immediately. Uh, and I remember being so stressed out and being like, I, I can't do this. This yeah. isn't going to be good. And I kind of talked myself into being like, well, you know, why you're being so like uh, quick to judgment and stuff right. like maybe you'll get over it. Uh, it was only ever horrible yeah she yelled at me awful she used to yell at me all the time to the point that people would stop and look to see what was going on because she insisted she was like she was not right no there was something there was something horrifically wrong yes uh and so i felt guilty wanting to get away from her yeah uh but i stayed at that job for eight months yeah sharing that cubicle with that person that's horrible getting yelled at at least once a day because she insisted that i was like hiding information from her right um, that was a ugh. and our entire job was to sort through a bunch of boxes that a company like the the company had bought a company yeah uh that made medical supplies and so we'd open boxes and there'd be like scalpels and rusty <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding there'd be like what a weird job rusty medical tools yeah, yeah. And a bunch of hard drives and so i'd have to watch them and document like what everything was what the, what did the company get in the purchase basically right and so i'd have to like open these files that weren't labeled properly and it would be videos of surgeries. God. Ugh. And I just basically have to title it like, oh my God. Yeah. Somebody help me. Blood everywhere, number 29. Uh, And then then she'd yell at me again. Ugh. Because I don't know why. Uh, It was was really terrible. And she would like want to eat lunch with me as if we were friends too. So it was... That lady. It was truly terrible yeah eight months oh eight months god <laughs> it forged uh part of my personality was forged in that fire i feel i feel i really learned something really yeah i feel like i'm a different person for having gone through that really that yeah what i don't think i'm a better person i think i'm far less tolerant person. oh really oh, okay far i don't know you, s- you seem the same to me before and after really yeah because i remember being like it's so not nice to 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 be like i don't need this yeah and now i feel way more likely to be like you know what? I don't need this. Oh, I think that's a good thing, though. Hey, that's what. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's cynicism is in there, though. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of okay, though. Like, okay. you know, there's like gross, like mean, or just like off the bat cynicism, and there's like noticing what doesn't work for you yeah. and not accepting that. I have to protect that's fine. my brain. Yeah. Oh, I am. Look, I my life is built around routines and things that i do that are all designed to protect my brain yeah yeah because as we said william and i both have dementors over us we got a spot of depression in this family and we got to take care of it (laughs) so i am very (laughs) on i think there's nothing wrong with that she threw me for a loop that that was wild though that (laughs) was really bad that was real crazy um okay so (laughs) our top three spooky tv shows i know this is tough okay unsolved mysteries for me um, let me think. What spooky TV shows have I watched and liked? <sighs> this is tough. Um, Paranormal Witness, let's say. Um, if we're going for, I mean, I'm sure there. I'm thinking of all like the schlocky reality. Paranormal Witness isn't schlocky. That's the good one. That's the one that's like really well done. 
I mean, it's a little okay. It's a little schlocky, but not like not that bad. Um, what are good spooky TV shows? Why can't I think? I'll help you out. Yeah, Hannibal. Oh, I fu- oops, I love Hannibal. Hannibal is so that's right. Good. Okay, that is such a good show. Because I, I know there are good ones. I'm thinking of all the dumb ones I watch all the time. I love Hannibal. That's right. That's a very good one to put in there. What else? Uh, season one specifically, and no further from me of, of American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah, that is a good one. I really love the the murder house story. Yeah, and always wanted to love the rest of it. And like, I feel like that first it's season just so for me in a spotty. real life. Yeah, it's so like seasons themselves are spotty. Episodes within a season are spotty. Like Ryan and I watched the most recent episode of this season last night, and it was really bad. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and like the rest of the season's been pretty good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it in in a couple of years now. It's it's pretty this season has been pretty good i mean overall but like last night i was like what is this um and i'm trying to think <laughs> down of scooby-doo counts as a spooky tv show that's interesting love yeah. scooby-doo does that count i guess uh, that counts why not celebrity ghost stories okay the haunting of okay um and i can't think of other classy spooky tv shows or like quality ones right now i know that they're out there yeah there are some that like i respect in concept but don't necessarily go like oh let's rewatch right like that. my favorite right, right. exactly like i was, really liked the haunting of hill house at least i really really liked the first like five episodes i liked it all overall but i feel like the first five or six, probably six were like oh my god and then i wasn't as stoked on the end of it yeah I, uh, I I was a big fan of Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked. Um, I respect Black Mirror, but at a certain point, it just hurt me to watch it. Yeah, I've never watched I it. Like I it, can't like, do it. It like, hurts my soul. It's one of those things I I I don't watch things like that usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one that is maybe a cheat, but it's a recent love of mine, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of horror in it. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Oh, duh. Yeah. Does Twin that Peaks. count as horror? Yeah, I there's think a it lot does. of horror. In I, that if it's show. a spooky TV show, oh duh, okay. of course, then, Twin Peaks. Yeah, my my top three, I think, in order. Okay, Twin Peaks, uh, Hannibal, mm-hmm. season one of uh, American Horror Story. Okay, then my top three in order are Twin Peaks, Unsolved Mysteries, Hannibal. Bam. Yeah, and then I love all the other ones that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, top three spooky movies. Bam. This is tough. Okay. Um, do you think spooky? Is paranormal or is or is scary movies in there as well? I think specifically the word spooky does mean paranormal. Right. I'm I'm I can tell you I think, I'm gonna expand mine. To I think Bethany's gonna be okay with us just going horror. for scary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. First I'll just like we just did with TV shows, I'm just gonna spat out some of my favorites, then we'll narrow them down, or at okay. least I will. Yeah. Um Scream, yep. Blair Witch Project, yep. Rosemary's Baby. Yep. Uh what else? I mean, there's so many that I love. Why don't you go? All right, my top three in order. Mm-hmm. Scream, mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two. Oh, that's good. Evil Dead Two is uh, uh, those are the three movies that I think um, m- most bounce around in my head. Of like, I wish I could create something like that. Right. You know. Right. Or like they they like speak to me the most. Yeah. Scream for the whodunit mm-hmm. aspects and for it being like a genuinely tense slasher. I think it, it takes the the crown for me. Because it's uh, got a lot of humanity in it and mm-hmm. people that are actively afraid yeah. of dying. It's sad yes. at times, which a lot of horror movies don't allow you to revel in. Mm-hmm. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at the same rate, you're sitting there trying to figure it out. And I, right. I really love that. Yeah. Blair Witch Project, because it's completely unknowable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, 
and you, you feel like you can understand it. Right. But you can't really. Right. Uh, and then Evil Dead 2, uh, because it is, it's like a couple things. It's the embodiment of insanity mm-hmm. in horror, I think, with the way that like everything goes really gonzo yeah. with it. Um, the best scene being when Ash seems to, I think, finally lose his mind and he's laughing and the cabin is laughing with him. Yeah. And so the, the severed, you know, the deer hat, head mounted on the wall is laughing. Right. The, the Pixar type lamp is throwing its head back laughing. Yeah. Um, but then it's got this quality to it that makes you go like, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do that. My friends and I, we could, we could, if we just right. had enough money, we could go away in the woods together and and have fun making a horror movie. Right. It's the one that makes me want to like get off my ass and 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 yeah, do and something. Join the fun. Yeah. 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 I guess I basically, if those were the three that came to mind, I guess I would say that. I guess those are my top three scream Blair, Witch, and Rosemary's baby scream and Blair, Witch for many of the same reasons that will said, I also really like the, I love the whodunit factor of scream. I also like the fun of it. Um, cause it's like funny and goofy. It's not hard to watch in any way. It's yeah. like easy watching married with smarts yep. and quality, which is really fun. Cause sometimes easy watching is like, it's easy cause it's dumb and you don't really care, sure. but this is just like, fun to watch and pleasant but also like constructed really well and clever and like the twist is good the twist is great like the ending is really good to the point that no I one can ever do it again it. No. nobody can ever no. execute screen's that's twist a good again point. you can you never could nope they did it they yeah. did it first yeah uh, i think an underrated aspect of scream is mm-hmm. the music as well i love the music the score is great yes and the I, throughout the entire series, yeah. probably aside from Scream 3, which has two Creed songs on the right. soundtrack, they're really good at picking poppy songs yes. that have elements of horror to their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big standout for me is the the band The Sounds mm-hmm. with their song Something to Die For, mm-hmm. which is on which is the opening of uh Scream 4. Yeah. Which is like really amazing and yeah. has like a horror feel, but it's still a really exciting. Yeah, it's like a, that, that kind of like wow, 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 kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, totally, it's awesome. Um, Blair Witch is my number two again for the reasons you said, but also I loved the whole can- everything about it. I loved that there was like this build up of is this real or not. I loved looking at the website and everything. I love imagining that that is a real thing that was going on. It just yeah. makes it such a different experience, even though you know it's not. Yep. The fa- like any found footage. Thing Thing. obviously they want you to think it's real but just like remembering the meta-ness of being like oh is this real just adds a different dimension like their whole advertising campaign yeah. i think affects the way i watch the movie and i just love it yeah and rosemary's baby is a great story um it, and also i think the movie well i love the book as well the movie is just like it's so nice to look at i wish it wasn't directed by roman polanski because i i can't quit it I obviously it's one of those cases where like I do not separate the art from the artist, but I'm not proud of myself if I'm being honest and I'm speaking in terms that are like blunt. It's not that I don't care, but I obviously don't care enough to not like watch that and whatever. I think that's a debate that's always going to be hard. It will. It totally will. But it's it's, it's really unique experience to each person. And honestly, it's per project. Yeah. Like I don't I would never watch a different Roman Polanski movie cuz no. one I'm not interested in two I don't want to yeah. support that guy. No. But like sometimes he's not the only person that made that thing. No, you know I, I mean? know. He's not the only cook. 
No. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are some things that are now defined by who the person is. Right. Bill Cosby. Everything mm-hmm. Bill Cosby ever did yeah. is forever tainted by who that man is. Yeah. But there are some things where it's like Mia Farrow mm-hmm. had to contribute to that. Yeah. The author of the novel had mm-hmm. to contribute to that. It's not just that guy. Right. You know? But so it's it's so iconically him, even though it's not just him. So, like, it does taint it a little bit for me where I always have that, I know, but kind of thing. But I really love the movie Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I guess uh, to me, sometimes, most of the time, I think probably the end result is its own creature. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. It yeah. totally is. But just, like, it's visually amazing looking. I love – it's it's, like, it's the – you know how they're like cozy murders or cozy murder mysteries? I sure. feel like that's a, a cozy devil movie. Yeah. Everything about it is like comfortable to me and I just love it. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I just we just went to a, a radio play version of it the other night, mm-hmm. Ali and I, uh done by Rack Contour Radio yeah. mm-hmm. here in Highland Park, New Jersey, which is amazing. Yeah. In the area you should go. Yeah, totally. Um and it's just like, you know, Especially by the time they're saying like witches, all of them, and oh god, I mean, it, it really is all of them witches. A great story, yeah. I almost got that as a tattoo, yeah. And then I decided to get the Tannis charm instead because I couldn't find a way that I wanted to have it. You don't really have words. I don't. I only have on my back, um, "To thine own self be true" yeah. from Shakespeare and a ring that our grandma gave me. Right, right. But um, I know. I, I was thinking about because I definitely do want to get like my friend. I have. Um, a couple of friends who are both tattooers who have done most of mine and they're both like amazing and um, my one friend jesse really really loves doing lettering and she's really good at it so i definitely do want to get um some lyrics from the rainbow connection eventually from jesse yeah for that reason and i realize yeah i don't have yeah that'll be like a different thing that's interesting yeah um, okay, and so then this is this is our last question of them all. It's kind of a prompt. Bethany said, vacation horror story, either literal or figurative. Huh. So I guess like something scary that happened to us or a terrible vacation. That's interesting. Um, what I think of, and it's so weird. Will and I have talked before. We both have like really like spottily bad memories. I was surprised to hear my husband Ryan tell this story recently. And like, I feel like I don't remember it well enough to tell it. He told it as a story of something paranormal happening to us on vacation that like he couldn't really explain. And I remembered it, but I don't remember the particulars. We went to New Orleans a few years ago and like pretty much all of New Orleans is supposed to be haunted. And we stayed in this hotel where the rooms that we stayed in, or I mean the rooms were like converted carriage houses. So like it was kind of like an outside area that was separated from the main hotel. And there were these outside rooms. So our, like the first night we got there, the radio started just like, going off a bunch like the clock radio and it happened in the middle of the night too like we just wouldn't prompt it it wasn't the alarm or anything the radio would just start like blaring and being staticky or whatever yeah and then one of the i don't know if it was the first night or whatever but i said like out loud to the room like okay like if there's anybody in here like it's that's cool that's fine everything but like please stop doing that and please don't scare us and then it didn't happen anymore i remember you telling me this (laughs) yeah uh, and Ryan didn't really like he thought it was weird and everything that the radio went off but he never was like we, I guess we just never talked about it again and I heard him I think telling you about it or something about like yeah man there was something a weird thing that happened on vacation I found it very validating that he remembered that he, it and was like yeah and then Kristen told it to stop and it stopped and that I was is like, weird that it, is weird it was weird yeah so I guess that's my vacation horror story I guess, I guess you have a power I probably do or I think you know maybe we all do yeah it's just paying attention to it uh so the the 
unintentional theme of tonight is Kristen and I being neurotic people. Uh-huh. Uh, Allie and I, uh, we went to our friend's lake house, which we've gone to not infrequently. It's, right. It's a lovely place. It seems lovely, William. In upstate New York. I love being by the water. Yeah. I love being in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This has both. Yeah. Uh, it's and, all. and, uh, first of all, one of the first times I was there, I think I mentioned this recently, probably on the show, I think, um, uh, I was sitting by the water and I wrote a little horror story about uh-huh. a monster at the bottom of the lake. And every time I go there, at a certain point, I just stare at the water. Yeah. So I'm like, who knows what's down there? Although I recently found out it's only like 150 feet deep. Oh, wow. It's not that deep. No. So I'm like, oh, man, I guess people probably know what's down there. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. You know, I want to. You have to go to a deeper lake. Yeah. We're going to need a deeper lake. We're going to need a deeper lake. Um, but the actual thing that scared me, uh, you and I have both experienced this, where you and I uh, maybe think that something scary is happening and then people around us go like, just shut. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Just move on. We were packing up to leave one morning mm-hmm. and I heard what I was certain was a gunshot Oof. ring out from somewhere yeah. across the lake Ooh. to the point that I was like, well, this is like scream. The police would not make it here in yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, what if they don't think anyone's around? And mm-hmm. so they, they you know, figured this is where I'm going to kill this person. Nobody will know. They'll think it's a right. hunting thing or something. Right. And I was like, should we, should we like call the police or something? Yeah, did we do something? And everyone was like, no, we're in the middle of, it was probably like a <laughs> We just heard a noise. And I was like, yeah, but we've been up here like a bunch. I've never heard a gunshot. So like, better safe than sorry, right? Yeah. And everyone was like, no, no, who, who cares? And eventually we got in the <laughs> car and we drove home and I still don't know. Oh, God. Well, you know, you might not even know if you had called the police. That was probably... You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to follow up with you probably. I know. Yeah. That was probably like eight years ago. Yeah. Seven or eight years ago or something. I still think about it. Oh, I would. Every time we go there is I'm certain someone got away with murder. That night because you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You're resting on your laurels. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What do you think of that? I get that. I'd be freaked out by Uh, that. Also, we went on a Disney cruise, which I loved. Mm -hmm. Loved. But I kept thinking about like, well, if I'm not smiling, somebody dressed like Donald Duck is yeah. gonna like suddenly pull me into a closet, and they're gonna throw me overboard, and then tell Allie yeah. like, I don't know, he's he's just missing. It's a big shift at Disney. You got to be happy. Yeah, that's if you're right. Not happy, you're in the way. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being wonderful, but I, I for sure kept yeah. thinking like we'd notice an empty seat. In well, there's the dining something room weird about. Night. There's something weird about unrelenting cheeriness. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a little creepy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I can 100%. see that. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. But no, in fact, I loved it and I want to go again. Yeah, that's right. He was trying to talk me into it on our show last week. Why wouldn't you? I don't like the idea of a cruise. Why? Isolated. What if something happens? Like people, you know, I don't know. Like what if the alarms go off? We have to go in the water. People go missing from cruises sometimes just randomly. Yes, they do. I think that they said that people go missing from Disney cruises more than other cruise lines. Well, I'm sure that's, <laughs> that's probably just a I don't know. I don't like being out- isolated out there. There's, you know, maritime law. There are some things that feel like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. Getting on that ship was one of them. They had the entire cast and crew standing around as everyone walks on. They go like, yeah. introducing Will Rogers and Ali Palma. Yeah. And then everybody claps for you as you come on. And I'm like, what? I didn't accomplish anything. I paid money to be here. That's Don't so pretend weird. Like we have, you know, we're some impressive whatever. Yeah. And it felt like, you know, I should be going like, thank you. Thank you. This is going to be, this is going to be the weekend of our life, babe. Oh my Not God. Not knowing that I'm, you know, within 48 hours dead floating right, in the water. Right. Right. Yeah. 
That's so strange. Yeah. yeah, I like. I feel like it's a function of like my mild. It's not claustrophobia where it's like a legit thing, but like I don't love being like no. isolated. No. I'm yeah. I just don't like. I like to. I like to know I can get home fairly easily. Someday. That's part of why I don't like travel that much. I've come to accept that about myself. Yeah. I don't really need to. Someday. I like driving places. I'm gonna say something real weird right now. Okay. We're we're pre-recording this. Yeah. As you're listening to this, I'm presently away. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been thinking of this week as seeming like the setup to a horror movie. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, maybe I'll be able to tell you the story someday. Maybe I won't be able to. But uh, 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 I'm doing something. I'm away right now doing something that feels like uh, the opening of a slasher movie. Why? Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? I'll tell you when we're off. I, I don't, okay. I, I, I can't talk about it. Yet, okay. But... Uh, but yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe oh my it'll God. be completely uneventful. And All right, we gotta matter. stop because I really have no idea what the hell you're talking about. All right, I know where you're going and everything, but I don't understand why that's like the beginning of a slasher you movie. You don't know the weird. Maybe I haven't even told you. Maybe you haven't. All right, let's wrap well, this up. Let's let's say it on here. and We'll see if you have any reaction at all. Okay, this will be a good test. All right. Sure. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't tell you that. No. So that okay, that does completely sound like the setup of a horror movie, right? So that yes. that's it's like here we go, it's gonna we're gonna do great. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Everybody's optimistic that we're all gonna work together. We're gonna yeah. produce something great. A little do we and know then you drop off like, one by one. Yeah. 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 Somebody with an axe is yeah. standing in the woods watching us. Okay. Looking their chops. Yeah. That that is like a horror movie. <laughs> oh, looks like a yummy dinner moved in next door. <laughs> Ma, preheat the oven. God. We're having chops for supper. Person chops. People chops. <laughs> I just call people chops, Sergeant. <laughs> sheriff? Sergeant. No, Sheriff, don't worry about it. I say people chops, I mean chicken. Meat. I mean chicken chops. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, cool. So that's it, you guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for sending in questions. This was super fun. If you liked this, let us know so we can do another one in the future. If you want to send us questions for a future episode at some point, you can send them to gttupod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. A little something different. Yeah. something fun. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Uh, we yeah. had to double up on episodes this week as we're recording because William is going away yep. and doing something like this is nice um, so that we're not like getting mixed up and doing research on multiple topics and doing them all in the same week. So I like switching it up with something. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Um, cool. And yeah. So yeah, cool. thank you all very much. Yep. Uh, if you want to support Guide to the Unknown, please mm-hmm. consider going to patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Uh, you can donate back to us. Um, you can also... Did you say follow at GTTU pod? No, I didn't. Okay, follow yeah. at GTTU pod mm-hmm. uh, to get updates every day throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, really cool stuff um, uh, to check out from the world of horror. Mm-hmm. Please go check out Blackwood, the show that yep. I wrote. Uh, it is currently online. The first four episodes should be available as you are listening to this. Mm-hmm. Go to skylarkmedia.com to look at some bonus materials, yeah. behind the scenes stuff. So sweet. Oh, you know what? Since we're saying this in the future, I can kind of give a little bit of a reaction to the episode that's out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like this show uh-huh. uh, that you're li- able to listen to right now, episode four. Uh, there's a quality to it uh, that I almost just like put myself in the shoes of these characters. Yeah. I used to sit in my car all the time. Still do. I, I like being able to be like out in the world and like. Yeah, but 
still in your own space. Yeah, be totally. like just in your car yes. and go do stuff. That's so funny. I didn't know that. I totally do that. Yeah, I, I used it. to like leave the salon for lunch, but just drive my car to somewhere and park. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was almost an excuse to do a car show because mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go go check that out. Things uh, things ramp up yeah. to where they are going to be mm-hmm. in that episode, whether you know it or not. Uh and yeah, if you want to talk to us, you can obviously, of course, do so. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram. I am at Haunted Sponge. So we will see you next week, assuming I come back. Of course. Uh, but until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld and La La Land. <laughs> Going. Bye. Bye.